Could a bad Hornets offseason get any worse? Spoiler alert, it can. We'll talk about that today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, making us your first listen here on Lockdown Hornets. We always appreciate the support. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, by the way. You can find us on Twitter at Walker Mail at Doug Branson LOH and the show handle on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. We got some breaking news to talk about that came in earlier today. I could see my Twitter timeline starting to roll with the what happened (laughs) listen i've been with a kiddo all day uh Mm. i'm I'm just ready for the season to get started we're a couple of days away two days away uh i'm excited what happened (laughs) let me tell you doug um i saw my twitter timeline start Mm -hmm. to pop up here and there with a couple of tweets about james book night and how some people thought that he may have arrested yeah he had a a tough preseason uh but it seems like he's bouncing back and the team seems very high on him no, yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure you kind of thought I was talking about somebody else, but no. Um saw some stuff about James Booknight getting arrested. What? Okay. Yep. So then didn't really know how to act, react to it. And then Kyle Bailey, who works at WFNZ, mm-hmm. he tweeted out that he had some people tell him um that James Booknight did get arrested and it came into uh starting to be a little bit more legit you know coming from more reputable sources not that Mm -hmm. Kyle Bailey is and he was the first one and then it started to get more information out there and so this is what we found out right I'm gonna go to WCNC Nick Carboni um started to put some stuff out yep shout out uh, legit they're the backbone they are the journalistic backbone of this organization (laughs) (laughs) that's right yes they are the ones with the journalistic integrity here a part of tegna so here is the story james booknight was arrested on sunday on suspicion of DUI, the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office confirmed to WCNC. Officials report book night was released early Monday morning from the county jail in Charlotte, and WCNC confirmed book night was at practice on Monday, despite him being released. Now, I think I saw Christian Audi also put out there that he was, uh, it was a $2,500 bond um, after the arrest. And so of course he made that and then practiced with the Charlotte Hornets right afterwards. So we have another arrest here, Doug. Um, I'll let you fill in any other things you wanted to mention here, but we have another arrest, right? Miles, Miles Bridges turned himself in to be arrested in June for felony domestic violence. Very different. Still really unfortunate. James Booknight arrested on suspicion of DUI. To arrest this offseason and big time implications for the Charlotte Hornets, whether it be their future or whether it be the encore product this season. Uh, yeah, I mean, hugely irresponsible DUI. It's a serious thing. I mean, he didn't. It, it appears like he didn't hurt anyone in this instance, but that's just that's just circumstance. I mean, certainly uh, potential to hurt someone when you're driving under the influence, and and all of this are allegations and arrest and all that. You know, we're prefacing all that good stuff. Um, but you know, it's a serious matter and, and, and for it to happen several days before this season starts, it, it's another in, in a series of distractions that this off season has had for this team. Uh, and, and it's not the first instance right. of, of this kind of thing or of a distraction that James book Knight has had, 
Um, he had an incident in, in college, apparently, that had to do with driving and alcohol. I don't think that he was like formally charged with driving under the influence. It was evading responsibility. This happened at UConn, interfering with a police officer, traveling too fast for conditions in operation of a motor vehicle without a license. Uh, WCNC is reporting that there are, have been other citations of James, uh, of James Brago, of James Booknight for reckless driving and, and other uh, incidents like that. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is a pattern. Uh, this is a, a cell pattern, if you will, if you'll allow me uh, a reference from their, from their wow. jerseys. A Where hornets pattern. supposedly live instead of honeycomb, right? It's actually cells? Yeah, nice job there, well, Doug. Well, you know, there Goodness. you go. Um, I'm just saying, it's, but, but what we're seeing is a, a pattern of behavior. And Book Knight last season tried to, uh, tried to fight his coach, James Borrego. James Borrego gone now, seemed to be in the good graces of Steve Clifford. And and now we'll have to see where we go from here. But just a, a pattern of incidents. Yeah. So here, just to be reading this on WCNC, a search of public records show Book Knight has other upcoming court appearances for other driving related offenses, including charges of speeding and reckless driving in both Mecklenburg and neighboring Cabarrus counties. You know what? What I hope is not true here is that you know James Brago has some type of problem, right? Like you might want to roll your eyes and say, you know, who cares? But James Book Knight. Did we both make the mistake? I think you said Brago. Gracious, it started with me. I such- did. It. It's I'm such so, a it's such a bad mistake too. Goodness. But they're linked. I they are. But here's the thing: it, it's not. They are inextricably linked because James Booknight once tried to fight James Brago during the middle middle of a Hornets game. So they are inextricably linked. And then I made the mistake, and then you, yeah, okay, okay. I hope James Borrego isn't suffering that either. But I also hope, given the context of the situation, the arrest last night, that James Booknight does ha- not have any type of addiction, any type of problems that have continued on and will continue on. But what we've seen here from Booknight and what is reported is that there is a pattern with this. And when you're talking about some of the things with him surrounding this franchise, it's not gone swimmingly in just one year's worth of time, Doug. Like here we have an offseason now where we're about to start the second year but he has only played one season so far in the NBA to this point and you hate to see it but this is something that has happened again to this team when everybody is pointing to the Charlotte Hornets and saying that is a prime candidate to tank I, I don't know that the James Booknight arrest means that um, it, would be, it would be a novel way to tank you know I mean, it's crazy, Doug. Like this off season, man. It's it's nuts. Think I I will always remember the 2022 NBA off season, the Charlotte Hornets off season. It has been the worst they've had. We can go well, to them moving right. Yeah, I was like I understand. Say, I was gonna I, say look, that one will probably always when they actually packed up the Coliseum and moved to New Orleans. That's probably always going to take the cake. But in the non getting out of town category i would agree with you this is but but at that hey at that point it was new orleans problems okay we didn't have that offseason anymore because we didn't have the team so this one hasn't made me cry that 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 one made me cry this one hasn't made me cry yeah yet yeah we still have what we still have 30 ish we have 30 ish hours i think Mm -hmm. you know yeah Uh, as 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 of this taping um so yeah yet that hasn't made me cry yet Okay, coming up next. Hey, on the wait, lockdown. wait! Can I say go one ahead. thing before we before we go to break? You can. Uh, you, uh, well, I, I just want to talk about th- this idea that 
that James Booknight fell in the draft. And there was this story, you know, of, of him getting in these issues uh, in, in college, and that was probably floating around. But he, he was supposed to be drafted, like, as I think people had him as high as sixth. He falls to the Hornets at 11, and I was reading this New York Post article, uh, and, and at the end, the quote from Booknight is, my whole life I've been slept on, and Charlotte took this chance, and I'm not going to let them down, unquote. Unfortunately, as, as to this point, he has let them down. Oh, okay, let's try to regroup. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We'll talk more about the James Booknight arrest. Also, the Charlotte Hornets made a statement, kind of, and we'll get to that in just a moment. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then what you can do is you can go to LinkedIn and add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quali uh, qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. More Hornets offseason coming up next. Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. We need Mitch Kupchak to throw a party like Sam Presti. Can he party like Presti and Russell Westbrook? <laughs> yeah, but who are you going to get to perform? Because remember, Nas. they got Nas. I, they did get Nas. Man, who is Mitch Kupchak getting to that Nelly. party to perform? Can we get Nelly? No. Can Master get, P. Yeah, let's I hate you right now. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So the Hornets had to release another statement about another arrest for the Hornets this offseason. Doug, do you have it memorized for how short it is? <laughs> do, do you want to go ahead and read the Hornet statement that they provided? Because it's something to the effect that we saw the first go round when Miles Bridges was arrested for felony domestic violence. Well, uh, and I'm pulling it up now. It was essentially, uh, it was essentially the exact uh, same statement. Here it is: "Quote: We are aware of the incident involving James Booknight and are in the process of gathering additional information. We will have no further comment at this time. Uh, the the team is still." To this point, uh, as far as we know, still gathering additional information on the Miles Bridges situation, and they have had no further comment uh, at this time on that situation either. So here we have two. But I think there's some there's some interesting questions since he practiced on Monday. Uh, where, where was the organization blindsided by this? Did they did they know before he practiced? that he had been arrested the night before. I mean, really the day of, because yeah. it was right. It was, I mean, he was booked at 2 a.m. So it was that day. Uh, did they have any idea uh, until these reports started to come out? Uh, I think that's, th that needs to be answered. Yeah. When did they, they practiced early. Um, well, they typically, yeah, I mean, they typically practice yeah. around nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. I mean, that's, that's a typical time. So, I mean, just think about that though. You know, I think the <laughs> yeah. arrests, <laughs> 
the, the arrest comes in a little bit later and you know so yeah here yeah you you mentioned they'll they won't have any comment on this time you know by the way i don't have any problem with the hornets not having any comment on this and keeping it short at least for the time being right look they've said the same thing about miles bridges the miles bridges case is continued and continued and we've seen that happen quite a bit which is not all that crazy by the way i mean this is what you kind of see in the trial process but the hornets are choosing not to comment on the Miles Bridges thing as they gather more information. There's been a lot of time elapsed, but also I wonder how much they're relying on the legal system to provide them with some information as well as whatever kind of in-house investigation they would have there. Um, an NBA investigation with this James Book Knight stuff. I think they released that because they couldn't avoid it anymore. And with this James Book Knight stuff. So just to kind of give you a real time elapse as it was going on, you had the Hornets release something about um, they had they had some scheduled release earlier. And then I, I believe they they were releasing something else like a podcast or whatever right that I'm trying to scroll down here. Yeah. So they announced that they were uh, teaming with Migray, I guess, M-E-I-G-R-A-Y, to offer fully authenticated game-worn jerseys for sale to collectors. Okay? So that comes in after cool. everybody's talking about the James <laughs> Book Night stuff. And look, this is a scheduled tweet. You know, it's like, okay, maybe you take it down, but also fine, right? Like, that that's coming about. And then, you know, there are other things with the Hornets are, are happening while James Booknight is the weird, awkward story surrounding the Hornets. So then they feel the need, of course, okay, we got to address this. And then they release the PR statement. Look, if, if they need time to get all the facts, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I would just say on the in the long term or the medium term, I feel like they need to say something, uh, you, you know, to to the idea that the, the this offseason has not gone as planned, and that you know, and and maybe address some some issues with the culture of this team where you've had these multiple incidents occur. Because yeah, at some point, everybody else starts to tell your story. Fans are commenting on this. Season ticket holders are they understand that all of this is happening. And, and the longer you stay silent on this, everybody else gets to tell the story. Your reputation as a team, as an organization, is being formed. And, and we've seen the damage that can do. Think back to Portland when they had all of their multiple incidents and they became the jailblazers. You don't want the Charlotte Hornets to all of a sudden become the Charlotte Warrants and, and everybody have this idea of this team. But it, the only way you combat that is by saying, hey, we're not going to tolerate this kind of behavior. This is not what this team is about, and here's what we're going to do about it. But but instead, you're saying nothing, and I get it in the short term, but at some point, I think fans are owed an explanation as to you know where, where all of this went wrong this offseason. It, it's going to become harder and harder to try to... I'm not... I, I don't even know... I mean, I don't even know how much they're dodging it to some degree. I mean, yes, that they are because they're not giving you detailed answers on it. But with James Booknight in the short term, as all of this is unfolding and everybody's like, wait, what? What's going on? How much? You know, because the, the updates were not there um, from the police report that we had access to, if I'm not mistaken. Like when you were looking up and everybody was going with the James Booknight mugshot and you saw um, you saw some of the details, I don't think the DUI stuff was out there until we started to see some reports. So, um, yeah, man, I, I understand trying to get the information, but when you have this happen on top of everything else that took place this off season, at that point, it becomes a lot heavier to carry 
without addressing it whatsoever. And we, it, Steve Clifford is having to tell you that he can't talk about stuff because he just, because of an ongoing process now, like that's, that's what Steve Clifford, he's answering so many questions where that that's his answer. Yeah. I can't talk about it because it's an ongoing process. Can't do this because of what's happening. Like, it's just, yeah, it's really disappointing. It's, it's really disappointing. Well, and at some point, James Booknight, I think, owes, owes fans an explanation. I, I think back to, you know, P.J. With Hairston. the multiple arrests for a Hornets, too. I didn't mean to interrupt, but, like, that, you're, you're right in that holding some weight here because I would imagine yeah. the Hornets knew about that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, if they didn't, I think, again, that raises some serious questions about the institutional control that they have. Do, do they not understand what's happening with their players? I mean, mm -hmm. the, it, it would go to some questions about the culture of this team uh, and, and who they have who they have around to monitor these kinds of things because these things end up forming into distractions that ultimately impact the rest of the players on the team and and your organization as a whole. You're also leaving Steve Clifford out there sort of on his own to to answer questions about this. I, we've got some video to share with, uh, with everyone about what Clifford had to say about this. I thought it was pretty interesting. But before I say that, I just, or before we show that, I just want to say, like, I think Book Knight ultimately also owes fans an explanation. Uh, I think back to when PJ Hairston got involved in, some, in an altercation over over an offseason in, in Durham, and, you know, he apologized to fans for being a distraction. Like, the, like, somebody needs to take some accountability. Like, can someone just acknowledge that, hey, yes, this happened and um, it's bad? I mean, will anybody take the brave stance? That player, that players under your organization getting arrested is bad. I mean, yeah, that's, I think I'm, I'm asking for something simple there. Um, anyway, let's let's hear from Clifford, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, let's. All right, you want to pull that up? Steve Clifford did have to talk about this because there was an open media session after practice today, and here's Skyler Callahan of Sports Illustrated putting out the video of Steve's comments on Book Night. Silent K. That's <laughs> not going to play. Come on. Uh, uh, when's Come it going to happen? On. This is seamless. Oh my, this, this, podca is this podcast is a well-oiled machine. We got it. We got it. This we got it. We got it. Now. Now. Yeah, you know, we're Remix. just gathering information right now. So until, you know, we know more definitively what happened, I really I can't comment. How frustrating to, to, to have to, to deal with that two days before the season? Oh, I mean, you know, it, it's the same. Like, I, I just think uh, that's just league, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I was told a long time ago, if you want to enjoy coaching, understand that a lot more things go wrong every day than go right. And so, you know, it's just the kind of job that it is. And uh, it's part of coaching at everybody, you know. Um, and again, it's why we're fortunate that we have depth uh, and we have a lot of guys who are capable of playing well. I love that answer though. The second one, like, yeah, look, the Steve, Steve is unfazed. Steve has seen things, man. <laughs> like this, it goes wrong. If you're a head coach of the NBA, you must prepare for all of the bad things that are inevitably going to come your way. Um, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, there are some coaching situations where that's not always true. I, I wonder if he was told that when he took over the Charlotte Bobcats, that was his first head coaching. Kid. Oh no, he he's bulletproof. Now you can't hurt him anymore.
<laughs> this is not something that you can do to Steve Clifford. This is a regular day at the office. Hey, but, just heads up. Here in Bobcats land, more bad things tend to happen than good things. Oh, yeah. So just want to just wanna prepare you for that, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'll give you a break with the magic your head coaching go around. Like that, everything will clear up once you go there, right? His, it was a long, it was a, uh, it was a long time from his assistant days where they actually get to a finals. I legitimately feel bad for Steve Clifford. Same. Right? No, I no, you're right. And and that honestly, Doug, you brought up that point about the coach's luncheon com uh, coach's luncheon comment about him saying he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Man, you know, he he said they have a lot of depth. I don't think they have a lot of depth. That's, that's I'm I'm glad, you know, I'm glad he's sticking up for his his depth, but that's I think anyone that watched the preseason would would have an issue with that particular comment. But he doesn't deserve this rebuild, no rebuild, whatever. This this offseason has just been beyond the pale. And he doesn't deserve this for his what he he seems to think or seems to believe might be his last rodeo as, as head coach in this league. It's just unfortunate. And he really saved the Hornets, right? I mean, the Hornets were in a situation where a coach had already spurned them said, no, actually, I don't want to be your head coach. And so they go to Steve, and Steve bails them out and says, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll come back. Um, you know, so just just tough situation all around. Yeah, it really is. All right. Um, we'll try to find some of the positivity at all, but it's not going to come in the scheduling, although maybe it does, given the way that the Hornets perform on a national scale. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Hornets did have a national game, and now it's one of them got flexed out. We'll talk about that and give you the details in just a moment. But I do want to thank you for listening to us, making us your first listen today. And I do want to make sure you make your second listen, Game 2 of what is this read doug what is this thing i ron burgundy again now make your second listen game to nba every moment like, uh game to game um, you just game read, you know this is you just read it exactly like it's written and you say now make your second listen game to game nba every moment every top performance every result so why are we why is it two like game two of the nba finals all right here i'm going to try to do this again now make your second <laughs> listen game to game nba well it's Every like one moment. of those 90 it's like too fast too furious right it's not mm -hmm. t-o-o it's the yeah, number two fast too furious come on every top performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the nba with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on nba available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcast we continue this well-oiled machine next on Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. I, I think you guys are kind of being a little hard. Wow. In, they, they are, uh, again, and this is me trying to be Mr. Positivity, uh, which it's is weird. really not my role, but they're... they're this we'll is, yeah, the right. turntables have definitely turned here. This is yeah, not, this is absolutely not your role. And in fact, I think leaving this podcast uh, has has turned you into a completely different person. When it You've comes changed, to man. So, so changed. what I'm saying is I think we should discredit whatever you're about to say even before you say it. Go ahead. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. We need Nada back to help us with the positivity since he is the bright one now. He's well, the one Nada said, I, I was reading Nada on Twitter, and uh, I, he seems to think we owe, not we, the royal we, uh, owe James Brago an apology for all this oh, negative talk around him and the and the situation with, with uh, James Booknight, feeling like maybe Borrego 
was the problem in the whole book night affair, not giving him enough minutes, holding him back. Now, so do you think that? Do you think we, the royal we, or we on this podcast, owe James Borrego an apology? I think we do for saying James Bray uh, for insinuating accidentally no, in the first segment. we specifically, and we did, and we did apologize. We insinuated that James Borrego had a, had a problem with alcohol, and that's not the case at all. Oh, and, God. Um, I, I squirmed so we just hearing that. Apology. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we specifically absolutely owe him an apology. But do we as a fan base also owe him an apology for uh, insinuating that he was the problem in the book night situation? Well, no, you know, as as awkward as really this entire show has been, but as awkward as this transition might be, it, it is interesting because some of the rumors out there was that James Borrego was fired because lack of accountability with some of these players. And if we have some of these court cases coming up for James book night and nothing really got out there. You know, I, I, I have actually quite a bit of questions, right? Like how much the team knew about, um, how much James Borrego knew about how they were able to, you know, keep it under wraps because of course, you know, you want to, and, and if that's the case, I, I do kind of imagine a player likes that. If you are a player and James Borrego helps you out. And of course he's not going to out his player, but, you know, the, the lack of accountability thing was out there. Did, does that specifically apply to a book night or somebody else? Like, I, I don't know. So th those are all things. It's It, it feels a little recklessly uh, speculated on my part. I just, I don't know what to make of this, all of this, man. Like, I have no clue. So, yeah, but I, I don't, look, James Borrego got beat badly in two play-in games. I, I didn't like the just kind of throwing a whole bunch of defenses at the wall to see what sticks. I didn't I didn't like that. Um, you know, we can talk about some of the other things. I, at the end of the day, I don't think James Borrego is a bad guy by any means. I thought he was actually pretty cool. I, I enjoyed right. getting I enjoyed getting to know the him. Answer is right? no. The answer is no. Him. We don't owe yeah. James Borrego an apology. Thank you. Was he right. wasn't he wasn't fired because of the specifically because of the book night situation. I think there were a variety of factors that led to his dismissal, whether you think it's fair or not. There were a variety of factors. It wasn't just about James Book Night. Uh, so no, we don't owe him an apology. Uh, but we, we do actually, you and yeah, I, but we, we do, did, right. and we got that out got of the that way. Clear. That's out of the way. Anyway. Okay. Excellent. All right, go ahead, Doug. What do you want to talk about with the schedule? We have a new, uh, we have a new place to air this game. I mean, so we, well, we not, uh, not this, the, the, the coming up, uh, November 2nd, there was right. a game against the bulls that was due to be played on ESPN. That game has now been flexed out by ESPN. They've lost the Hornets have lost a national television game. A it real will now one air. too, not an NBA TV one. No, a real one. This was going to be on ESPN. ESPN said no, uh, probably because – but, well, I think because the Hornets are not going to be very good. Ball – LaMelo Ball might not play. Lonzo Ball definitely won't play. And the whole allure of this game, as has been the case for a couple of years now with the Bulls, the, the allure of seeing the Ball brothers play one another – that's out the window, so there's no reason for that national TV game to exist, and thus it does not. But it's just one more piece of uh, tough news. Tough news day. As you're right, as you're heading in, you're trying to you're trying to drum up some excitement for the season, and you get this double hammer of Book Knight getting arrested and ESPN flexing a game out. It is a little bit symbolic. Let's try to encompass the mood of the Charlotte sports fan right now, and I'm going to tell you my planning into today's WFNZ Charlotte Sports Today show. Right, we come in. And we have a show planned to talk about how poor the Hor uh, the the Panthers played against the LA Rams. So Panthers, their offense, it's atrocious. 
Then we have new. We also have to talk about the Robbie Anderson tirade on the sideline. Then we have some breaking news that Robbie Anderson gets traded to the Cardinals. We have to talk about all the dead money that the Panthers are going to be paying to Robbie Anderson. And the only thing they got back is a sixth and seventh round pick, not for this year's NFL draft, but for 2024 and 2025. So as we're talking about Robbie Anderson, I think that news actually comes in after we're finding everything out about James Booknight, how he had uh, gotten arrested last night and still practice. And we're trying to get all of that information and we're trying to gear up for the Hornets season two days away. And we thought maybe the Hornets could get this win against the Spurs because the Spurs are going to be the favorites to land women Yama in the tank sweepstakes. But we know LaMelo Ball is not going to play. I don't know if James Booknight's going to play. I don't know what kind of disciplinary action might come his way. We got to know that. I mean, we're, we got a right. game, and, and Booknight seemed to factor into the rotation somewhat. He played a ton in the preseason. So we, we, we got to get answers on that. Stay tuned. First got for, off the bench, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but right, because Cody Martin was injured. Cody Martin probably mm-hmm. going to be due to be the first person off the bench. But yeah, I mean, he was, I, I think he was going to get some minutes. And now we just don't know. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's show. We'll, we'll 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 see what the situation is as it as it develops. Uh, but on top of that, you've got Lamelo Ball. He's at practice, but he's not really practicing. And he they said he was very doubtful. I mean, he's out. I, I don't think there's any. There's probably zero percent chance he plays in this first game. No that, telling. That's how long true, he's be but out. you can never ever even begin to feel like you understand a Hornets designation. We had gone through this the last <laughs> couple of years. If somebody is probable, <clears throat> there's a chance that they might not even play in that game. That's happened so many different times where a Hornets designation did not come right. true. I would like to see the accuracy of the designations there compared yep. to some of the other franchises. Doubtful means doubtful you will not see him. <laughs> uh, yes, I like to color code my cards in red, so it means go ahead and don't say what the actual designation <laughs> is for this team. <laughs> uh, Clifford did give us some indication uh, of the likely starting lineup. Uh, it looks like he's probably going to go with Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, and Mason Plumley as your starting five against the Spurs on Wednesday. Read anything into that starting lineup? Um, I mean, no. Kelly Oubre getting some playing time. I'm not surprised given all the circumstances here, right? Like I, you know, that it's. I understand why you would go this route. Um, yeah, it, it makes it makes sense to me. Maybe you'd have. So you said it was Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre would be starting and Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, all those guys in there. Cody Martin, you might expect to be in the starting lineup. Maybe that's something that would make sense. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think that that's that, you know, obviously Rozier, Hayward, Washington, Plumley, those are your locks. The, the real question is going to be at that two guard spot until LaMelo comes back. And uh, it felt like Rozier was pretty much the lock to play the point guard position. So Ubre has played with the starters a little bit in preseason. There's probably a comfort level. There's he's probably done that a lot in practice because Cody Martin, uh, they were really nursing a, a a knee injury. They they called it left knee tendinopathy. It seemed like it was something where he he was gearing up from the from the offseason of not playing a lot of basketball. Suddenly you're playing a lot of basketball and the knee flared up on him. And so they were really careful with that injury. And so this is probably more of a comfort level. I would say if there is an extended absence for LaMelo Ball, I could definitely see Cody Martin, if the Hornets get off to a really bad defensive start, yeah. I could see Ubre and Martin get the old switcheroonie. 
<laughs> that's his, and, well, and, and that's, you know, that is saying everyone stays out of trouble too. <laughs> like no yeah. One, no Man, one goes so to the slamma. Let, let's end on this. Uh, how much, like, I, I got asked about the mood today with this Hornets team. And so I, I talked with Nick Carboni on WCNC that should be airing. I think it's on YouTube on WCNC's channel, but also just airing on some of the news hits that Nick has. And I was asked about the mood. And I'll tell you, Doug, I went to Media Day. This is before the James Book Night arrest, okay? So I, I did go to Media Day a couple weeks ago. LaMelo's personality is so fun. He's all over the place. It feels mm -hmm. infectious, right? If you have somebody that is overriding everyone else with just so much fun personality, bouncing around, beep-bopping all across Spectrum Center, it, it didn't feel like a doom and gloom attitude surrounding it. I had a chance to talk with PJ Washington and Terry Rozier. PJ seems genuinely excited, man. It, it felt real from him. Um, everybody was smiling. And I'm not saying they're all going to dip their head down and sulk because James Booknight, you know, which we didn't know, but Miles Bridges wasn't with the team and all of the other stuff that took place this offseason. But I, I just wonder how much it has to affect them, uh, how this offseason unfolded, the uncertainty of who's going to coach your team. Okay, no Borrego. All right, it'll be Kenny Atkinson. All right, it's not going to be Kenny Atkinson. Okay, it's going to be Steve Clifford. All right, well, we'll be ready to go with the roster at hand. Oh, nope, we don't have Miles Bridges. All right, cool. Well, somebody will step up. Now, before the season, it's, all right, well, James Booknight, man, hopefully he can really turn things. Oh, he got arrested. It's just it's a lot of changes. It's so much. Yeah, I would say the mood is uh, sad, uh, sad that the Hornets as a franchise find themselves in this place. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people would say, well, you know, they, they've had some real some real bad luck. And I think at some point when multiple incidents start to occur, I think you have to look and, and say, what, what's what's really going on here? I, I think we need to do some further examining of 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 the team culture and, and what is, what, what is caught, you know, what is allowing these things to happen? So I think we need to, to, to pay attention to that. I would say the mood is confused. I'm confused. I don't know which direction right. this organization is going to go, go in. You know, are they going to, are they going to decide that, all right, too many things have happened and, you know, we're, we're not in a position to make the play in this year. And so we're going to we're going to tank for women Yama or Scoot and, and, and move some players. Or are they saying, look, you know, Mello's going to be back soon. We, we do have some talent on this team other than the mellow ankle injury that the, the team is relatively healthy. Now, let's let's try to make a run for it. I'm very confused as to to what the expectations are. We really haven't even heard from Steve Clifford, who said, hey, I don't really want to talk about team expectations until we go through this preseason. Well, we still haven't had him say anything about what he expects his team to do. So, and I don't know, again, as a fan, you got to make a decision about what you're going to do with your Saturday night. I, I think the team owes you, hey, here's what we expect to, to, to do out on the floor. They haven't said that yet. Well, especially with the identity being predicated so much on LaMelo, I would say another guy that could play well in transition would be James Booknight attacking in, in a fast-paced type of offense. And now I don't know if you're going to have Booknight. So it, it's going to be rough to try to figure well, this I'll out. I'll say this too. Like I'm, I'm not just looking at – when you're talking about team culture, building a team culture it's not just about organizational leadership it doesn't come from the coach or the general manager solely or the or certainly not the owner 
Uh, and I don't mean that as a slight to MJ. I mean, just not from ownership of a team in general. Like you're not looking to your owner yeah. to set the, the, the they, they would set sort of the front office culture, uh, but, no, but not the team culture. Uh, to me, th- you have to look at player leadership too. And for a long time, this Hornets team has relied on youth uh, exclusively. They haven't had a lot of veteran leadership on this team. And I've questioned that decision for multiple years now, not bringing in some kind of veteran with playoff you know, and years of experience in the league to try to shepherd some of this youth, I think has been a big mistake. You've seen Clifford try to alleviate that somewhat by bringing Marvin Williams onto the staff as, as a voice, but that's not, it's not the same thing as having somebody that suits up with you every night. Uh, Marvin did that for those previous teams. You know, Marvin was, was a voice inside that locker room. So, you know, I think it's something they're sorely missing. And I think you have to look at team leadership uh, from a player's perspective as well. All right, let's uh, let's end it there. We'll come back. We'll try to get everybody ready for a debut for the Hornets coming up in just a couple of days. Really, on Wednesday, I should say. We need yes, it. By the way, be, we right. you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be bummed. I'm I'm excited that they're actually gonna play basketball because I think that's what this team needs. Basketball need, helps. They need to roll the ball out on the floor and let's get it started. I'm I'm excited to see them play the the players that they have left. <laughs> I'm excited to see them do it. Let's go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making yeah! Locked On Hornets your first listen every single day. Make your second listen Locked On NBA, where you can get up to date on the latest news and rumors in just 30 minutes. Again, Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. 